the letter fails, the systems fall and every symbol wanes, the spirit overseeing all, eternal love remains. So what is the church if not a community that reminds us and helps us to put love at the center? We are here, aren't we, to hold open a space where people can gather, where you can come expecting that there is big love to be found right here where you can come hoping there's a place for me here and not be disappointed. It's what Starhawk says we are looking for and longing for. Somewhere there are people to whom we can speak with passion without having the words catch in our throats. Somewhere a circle of hands will open to receive us. Eyes will light up as we enter. Voices will celebrate with us whenever we come into our own power. Because things do fail and things do fall apart and we need some people and some place to restore us to hope, to call us to our better selves, to remind us that love does abide. And isn't that why you are here? Isn't this what we are about? Those of you who were here yesterday at our visioning workshop, that's the one thing I heard you saying over and over again, perhaps in slightly different language, but you were saying we are here to make love visible, more real in our lives and out in the world. I started here as your pastor back in August of 2008. That first week I was here settling in, meeting some of you, learning my way around this big old building. And one warm afternoon that week I was here all alone, which as an introvert I didn't mind at all. And I wandered into our little kitchen over here. And standing in front of the fridge, a deeply spiritual thought came over me. A deeply spiritual longing. I had this thought. What I would really love right now is an ice cream sandwich. This is a true story. <laughs> Who knows where that came from? And for the first time ever, I opened that freezer door, and guess what? There was a box of ice cream sandwiches in there, half full. Not half empty, half full. It was like a prayer had been answered. Thank you, God. I regularly check the freezer and the fridge in our kitchen. You never know what you're going to find in there. 
but I don't recall any other appearances of ice cream sandwiches over these 11 years until just a couple of weeks ago, which is probably why I'm thinking about this now. But they're not a regular feature around here. And looking back now, I see the unexpected appearance of that simple pedestrian dessert treat as a symbol, as a symbol for what I have experienced here with you, that this is a place where miracles happen. And I hope this is your experience too that in this community we sometimes get even more than we expect and even more than we hope for. Our worship theme this month is community. And at this moment, this is my definition of community, a place where miracles can and do happen, where people are not afraid to hope not afraid to seek after what they want and need and desire, where in spite of all the evidence to the contrary, we affirm that love does abide now and forever. What I didn't know back then was all the miracles I was going to get to witness around here. Now, if you are a literal-minded person, you might want to ask, what do you mean by miracles? And I don't mean a suspension of the laws of nature or of physics. No, I mean an unexpected gift or blessing, the realization of a long-awaited dream, the blessed release from suffering or captivity. These words from the UU minister, Lynn Unger, come to mind. It would take a miracle, you say, to carve such a solid life out of the shell of fear. I say you are the stuff from which such miracles are made. Here I've had the privilege of blessing babies, tiny little miracles you can hold in your hands of witnessing some of you making the courageous journey of recovery and others traveling the way of loss and grief. I've had the profound privilege of companioning parents whose adult child was lost for months and months and feared dead and who one day finally came home. So don't tell me that there are no miracles anymore. I know there are because you keep showing them to me. These are the days of miracle and wonder, Paul Simon once wrote. Yes, if we will have eyes to see and hearts open to behold the life and the love right here in our midst. Last summer, some of us read the memoir, Here If You Need Me, by the UU minister, Kate Braystrup. 
She's chaplain to the main warden service. And in that book, she tells stories of faith and redemption and articulates an on-the-ground theology. It's a testimony to the power of presence. So listen now to her story of what happens when a woman with dementia goes missing and the warden service and volunteers show up to try and find her. Kate writes, in a small northern Maine community, an elderly woman and Alzheimer's patient had wandered off and was last seen near some woods. The wardens established a command post and by the time I got there, it was swarming with men and women in green uniforms. A small army of volunteers was assembling at the firehouse eager to assist the wardens in the search. Some of the volunteers could lay claim to a certain level of applicable expertise. There were emergency service providers of various kinds, local firefighters, off-duty sheriffs, deputies, and town cops, and wood-savvy members of the local rod and gun club. The volunteer main search and rescue dog teams, those middle-aged hobbyists with their fine trained dogs, they had arrived in force. Then there were the less obviously skilled, a half dozen elderly backwoods guys in torn flannel shirts, a gaggle of college students with unfortunate piercings, some overweight elks, a shriner or two. The members of the local equestrian club appeared with their horses. Also present were the owner of a stained glass studio and her domestic partner a retired state trooper, and a state senator with his teenage daughter in tow. The high school varsity soccer team abandoned its late summer practice to come out and search, along with a bunch of U.S. Marines who had been cooling their heels in Bangor awaiting deployment to Iraq. And arriving in a van with wire-meshed reinforced windows and under the direct supervision of a guard was a group of men in neon yellow shirts, inmates from the Down East Correctional Facility. Jim, the son of the missing woman, able-bodied and 50-ish, announced that searching the woods for his mom would be less stressful than just sitting around waiting. So Jim was put on a team as well. The search was hard going. The terrain was rough. Then the weather turned ugly. Rain fell, and still they searched. Everyone wanted to find the woman. Even those who had never met her wanted to find her. Though the very through the very effort of searching for her, they had begun to love her a little. At the very least, they wanted to know what had become of her. After many hours, Jim, the son, comes back to the firehouse with a heavy heart. He has scratches on his cheek, twigs in his hair, pine needles down his pants, and his mother is still nowhere to be found. Yet he takes in the scene before him. He mops the rain from his face and he smiles. Look at this, he says. Look at this. This is incredible. He's looking around at the people in the firehouse, and Kate Braestrup says, 
The firehouse is filled with people. The old coots in flannel shirts, the middle-aged dog handlers, and the college students with piercings are sharing American chop suey with the state senator and his teenage daughter. The U.S. Marines are comparing blisters with the soccer players. The sheriff's deputies are breaking bread with the convicts. Game wardens share jello with equestrians. The stained glass artist offers the retired state trooper an oatmeal cookie. In a little while, they will go out and search some more. They will try to find a body, living or dead. For now, they are here together, joined in community, bent on the common purpose of love. The lost woman's son exclaims, everyone in the world is here. It's a miracle. Reverend Kate Braystrup believes in miracles because she has witnessed them with her own eyes. I believe in miracles because you have shown them to me. So I ask you, what can happen when we really show up for one another, when we open our hearts and when we reach out our hands? when we name our hopes and our dreams for our shared ministry, the way so many of you did here yesterday. Miracles can happen. Miracles do happen right here in our midst. Kate Braestrup says that sometimes the miracle is a life restored But, she reminds us, the restoration is always temporary. At other times, she says, maybe most of the time, a miracle can only be the resurrection of love beside the unchanged fact of death. This is our universalist faith. The resurrection of love beside the unchanged fact of illness, of brokenness, of suffering, of injustice, of death. We don't always get the miracle that we pray for or hope for. But if we put our faith in the miracle of the resurrection of love, we will get miracle enough. And I don't know anywhere you can find that other than in community. It can happen in a neighborhood when folks come together to help the family of a sick child. It can happen in a small town when people gather to search for someone who is lost. It can happen, it does happen in a church with good people like you. But it doesn't happen without people showing up and having a common purpose and putting love at the center. And this is why we are here, my friends, to see that we are living in a time of miracle and wonder, that this is our story 
trusting that we are companioned by so great a love that we're joyfully helping to heal and bless our world. And this is our song. Come and go with me to that land of miracle and wonder. Come and go with me to that land where we're bound. Amen.